on February 8th, an assistant soccer coach at a small Christian university in Kentucky stepped on stage during chapel time to preach about love in action from the 12th chapter of Roman, Romans. At the end of his message, a gospel trio sang a song and chapel time ended. Everyone began filing out of the auditorium to go about their day, some grabbing a bite to eat and others heading off to their classes. Soon the auditorium was nearly empty, except for about 18 or 19 people who just lingered. They sat in several clusters, a few along the wall, a few in their seats, a few on the floor in the aisle, a few at the foot of the stage. They just stayed and kept praying. One student stayed for about an hour praying with others and believing that the time was done, he gathered his things and got up and left. But as he just got outside of the auditorium, he stopped and turned back because he heard singing coming from inside the auditorium. He thought that was weird because he had just left. But as he went back into the auditorium, he reported it was just a surreal feeling and experience inside, as he put it. The peace that was in that room was unexplainable. Something was different. Something was building. They could all sense it. As the few remaining students continued praising God and seeking His presence, something began to come over others as they began to sprint around the campus with great joy, bursting into classrooms and announcing that revival was happening on their campus. Students and professors and others returned to the chapel as the fervor continued to grow and it did not stop all day and all night. It just kept going continuously. By the next day, people from surrounding communities and the greater Lexington area were all coming to Little Wilmore, Kentucky, to this small Christian campus at Asbury University to experience this fresh move of God. One student reporter posted her description of what she witnessed. She said, during a call of confession, at least a hundred people fell to their knees and bowed at the altar, she wrote. Hands rested on shoulders, linking individual people together to represent the body of Christ, truly. People sent out cries of confessions, shouting, addiction, pride, anger, fear, bitterness. And each time it was followed by a life-changing proclamation from someone else saying, Jesus forgives you. Lives were changing. Bondages were breaking. People were being set free. They continued day and night, day after day after day. As people from all over the country and even further continued to descend upon the Asbury campus. And when the auditorium could hold no more people, volunteers put speakers out across the campus. 
for worshipers from all different ethnicities and all different walks of life, crossing denominational lines, seeking the presence of God and the unity of the Holy Spirit. All this because a few people responded to the call of God to linger, to seek Him, to not worry about what everyone else was doing, to block out all the distractions, to disregard any agenda that they may have had and to simply wait on God. Reports have gone out in the days since of miraculous healings, of groups of people coming together who at once were at odds and now they were coming together. Relationships are being restored. And a newly charged faith of many has birthed this movement to take the world for Christ through love and action. And as this revival or outpouring of God at Asbury came to a close after 16 straight days, day and night. It was then taken to other college campuses around the country. In new experiences, people desperately seeking God above all else. And as people tried to explain it or tried to understand it, how did this happen? What transpired all this phenomenon? People didn't understand it who weren't there. They began to ask a few questions. Was it a certain passage of Scripture that they read? Was it a special prayer? Was it some Christian formula that can be replicated? Was it a renowned speaker or a famous artist or singer? No. It was the living Word of God and the Holy Spirit moving freely about upon people who had the courage, the tenacity, and the desperation to seek the Lord and just wait on Him. It was just ordinary people desperately seeking God with all their hearts. They refused to put God on their time, timing. They freely and willingly submitted to God and His timing and however He wanted to move. Hebrews 11.6 He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. You see, many people want to be rewarded with God's blessings. They want answered prayers. Many people want to be rewarded with knowing and sensing His presence amongst them. Many people want to be rewarded with His anointing and His calling to go into the world. But few are willing to diligently seek Him. Few are willing to seek Him regardless of what others are doing or what they're saying or what they're thinking. Few are desperate enough to do whatever it takes to ignore the doubters the shamers, and to step out of their routines to come to Jesus in non-traditional ways. But there was one person who did exactly that. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verse 24, we hear this. 
that Jesus went with Jairus, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. You see, as Jesus taught among the crowds, people followed him. Some by faith, some just to, I want to be part of the in crowd, some just to want to see what was going on. They walked alongside of him, crowding him as he went. To many people, Jesus was quite a spectacle. Whether you believed him or not, it was quite a spectacle. Verse 25 and 26. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. You know, there are many people in great need. But what happens, let me ask you, what happens when you don't get what you need? When you feel that your prayers are not answered? When you get rejected again and again? Do you get angry? Do you get discouraged? Do you stop asking? Some people do. They lose their hope. Some become very negative and critical of others. Others find it easier to disqualify themselves. They tell themselves they're not worth the effort. They begin to believe that God doesn't care about them or maybe doesn't even notice them. Maybe He's too busy doing other big things so it's a lot easier to discount ourselves. But then there are some who have every right to doubt. Every right to be in despair and to give up. But for some reason they don't. They desperately seek Jesus again and again. As if they got the door slammed on their face day after day after day, but they don't get discouraged. They keep coming back to seek the Lord. They simply press in all the more and keep seeking Jesus. And if there is no answer, they find a way to get to Him, whatever it takes, much like this woman. She dared to seek Him in a very non-traditional way. She didn't fight the crowd to stand in line to get in front of Him and bring her request before Jesus, hoping to get His attention. She simply approached Him in faith. Mark 5, 27 and 28. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind Him in the crowd and touched the hem of His garment. For she said, If only I might just touch His clothes, I shall be made well. Here we see the power of true faith. She fought the crowd, ignored the naysayers, and came from behind. Now understand that because she had an issue of blood, she was condemned and considered spiritually unclean according to the Jewish law. She would have been frequently shamed by others and despised by people. But her faith drove her through the doubters. It drove her past the same people that shunned her, that told her she wasn't worthy, that tried to convince her that she was not important. As she set her whole focus on just touching the hem of Jesus' garment. How about you? Are you stopped in your tracks by your own doubts and your own insecurities? 
Are you paralyzed by the thoughts of others, by what they say about you or what they might think about you? Do you find yourself worrying and more about what others think and what they say and what they do? What if the only way to Jesus was to go against the crowd on your own with the risk of completely embarrassing and humiliating yourself publicly if your prayers are not answered? Would you still seek Jesus? Would you linger and keep praying and keep seeking? Would you be bold enough to diligently seek the Lord no matter what anyone else was thinking or saying or doing? This woman did exactly that. By faith, she reached out and touched the hem of His garment from behind. Verse 29, Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed from her affliction. As soon as she touched Jesus in faith, she was immediately healed. She didn't have to ask Him for it. She didn't have to beg Him for it. She believed by faith that that touch healed her and it did. Immediately. Instantly she stopped bleeding. Instantly she was made whole. Verse 30, And Jesus, immediately knowing in Himself that power had gone out of Him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched My clothes? Now this woman did not set out to draw attention to herself. In fact, Jesus didn't even see her coming. She had no intention of making a scene. She was not seeking anyone's attention. She was not in it for anything else but to be healed by her faith in Jesus. And yet Jesus felt power going out of Him. He didn't see her coming. He didn't hear her coming. But He could feel her faith drawing power out of Him to heal her. Verse 31, But His disciples said to Him, you see the multitude thronging you? You see all these people? And you say, who touched me? His disciples didn't understand. What do you mean? Who touched you? You've been out in the sun too long? Everyone is touching you. Everyone's crowding around you. Everyone's. What do you mean, who touched you? They simply didn't get it. And many times we don't. Because it was a different touch. In that entire crowd of people, there was only one who was diligently and desperately seeking the Lord. Only one who paid no attention to shame or doubt or fear or status. This touch was different. Verse 32, And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before Him and told Him the whole truth. Listen, she got more than her healing. Now she got the attention of Jesus and instantly didn't know how to respond, so she became, became completely vulnerable and led with truth. Truth. After all, this is what God is looking for right now. 
truth. He's not looking for a formula. He's not looking for the perfect prayer. He's not looking for the perfect life. He's not looking for a superstar or a polished speaker. John 4.23 But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Did you catch it? The power of this verse is not just that we are to seek Him and to worship Him in spirit and truth. We are not the only ones seeking right now. God the Father is also seeking as well. He is seeking anyone who is willing to worship Him in spirit and in truth. He's seeking those who are willing to linger. Willing to stand out from the crowd. Willing to seek Him in non-traditional ways if necessary. Willing to do whatever it takes to be desperate enough to cry out to Him and not be ashamed. And to have the faith to just touch the hem of His presence and be healed. This is exactly what happened with this woman as she pressed into His presence. Verse 34, Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Oh, to hear Jesus speaking, speaking directly to you. What a true blessing this is. And yet, even now, we have this same opportunity. By the living Word of God, He seeks to speak directly to each one of your hearts individually. He seeks to bring you healing and forgiveness and grace. But we have to be willing to press in. We have to be willing to linger. We have to be willing to seek God for ourselves even if no one else is. Are you willing? We might need to come to the altar to meet God at the altar. But what would everyone think if I got out of my seat? Remember, He's a reward of those who diligently seek Him. We might need to remain in an attitude of prayer even after the song is done. But what if other people are talking? Are you led more by others or by you seeking God? Because God is looking for those who are seeking Him in truth and in spirit. We may need to block out the distractions or step out of our routine times and ways of worship. There's no prescribed formula to come to Him. But we must be willing to seek Him more than our routines and our traditions. They could have ended that chapel time because the time was up and everyone left the class. But some responded to God and His call to linger. We need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Whatever that may be, there's no formula. We do it by our steadfast faith in Jesus Christ and believe that God will meet us at our need wherever and however He sees fit. It's not about a spectacle. 
It's about Jesus and spending time in His presence. Are you willing to believe that God will come and visit us to transform us and our time with Him just as He did in other places? We need to believe that the power of God is real and that He is seeking such to worship Him. And when revival comes, will you allow Him room to move and bless and heal however He sees fit? Will you be able to put aside your traditions and your routines to let the Spirit of God move amongst us? Breaking bondages. Giving freedom to people who are bound in depression and anxiety and anger. If God chose to pour out His Spirit on this very church, would you be ready? Heavenly Father, we thank You that You are ever faithful. We thank You for Your amazing grace. We thank You that You are still alive and moving amongst Your people. Lord God, we turn our hearts to You, God. You know what each one of us needs. Forgive us for our sins and our thoughts and our actions, for our judging of others. Forgive us for putting You in a box and on our time schedule. God, we seek to be in Your presence. Have Your way amongst Your people. Meet us at our need as we continue to seek You with all our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen.